This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today on Valley Views, we're visiting with Paul Parsons. He moved here from Fort Collins about a year ago. He has a background in managing group dynamics and conflict resolution. Uh, his wife, Nicole, hosts Wet Mountain Valley Dry Goods, so you probably recognize the name. He's been recently chosen to head up the new Trails Initiative, and that's the topic of today's discussion. Paul, welcome to the program. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So you're a pretty serious hiker and uh, in the past climber. Yes, I was an Easterner and started out in Montana in Glacier Park hiking and fell in love with it. And so in uh, Montana, Washington State, California, Colorado, anywhere where you can find high mountains, I've really loved climbing them, walking on them, hiking them. So have you tackled the 14ers in Colorado like a lot of people? Yeah, I got hooked in 1990, (laughs) started on them and uh, finished them in 2000 on August 18th on Sunlight Peak uh, down in the Weminooch. So of the uh, Colorado 14ers, what are the most difficult hikes or climbs? I thought Capitol Peak was because Capitol has this knife edge where everybody kind of, when they get across it, they relax. Mm-hmm. But uh, the only safe rock all the way to the summit is right on the spine. <laughs> and so you're exposed the whole way up and uh, you can never really let down your guard. I found that even more difficult than Little Bear, which is uh, obviously a very dangerous mountain. And if you could be on the top of any of those 14ers right now, just because of the view or uh, just how you feel about it, what what one would it be? Crestone Needle. Oh. It's my so, favorite. So close by. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Now, have you, you've done some technical climbing in the past? Just a little. I, I've never been a, a keen... Great exposure rock climber. (laughs) Uh, When I watch those uh, men and women do that, I'm just totally amazed. I'm more of a walk-up person, but I have done, I've been hooked in climbing uh, with technical gear on a number of occasions just because I had to. Okay. Do you have a favorite hiking season? Oh, that's a great question. We've fallen in love with short hikes and snowshoes right here in the Sangres. This has just been a marvelous winter we've just been through. But um, I'm a summer hiker. I I really love it when we can go backpacking Mm -hmm. and and can go out for several days at a time. So I'd have to say probably summer. So if you think of the the local hikes, uh, Gibson Trailhead, Alvarado, uh, like Horn Horn Creek, what's your favorite kind of short hike? Uh, You you just have you have half a day and uh, let's let's just go out. Oh, that's a hard one. We love to go up to Macy Lakes, so mm-hmm. we'll get on Horn Creek Trailhead and, and head off on the Rainbow Trail up to the Macy Lakes. That's been marvelous. But we also really love going to Music Meadows and coming down a lot of from people the, like that one. the Grape Creek Trailhead. That is just a wonderful, easy walk. We usually take people from uh, sea level up there. I think Nicole and I probably hike with our dog about four days a week. And so uh, in the summertime, we'll go out early in the day. Mm-hmm. In, uh, in the fall, we go out, for example, on a Sunday afternoon and do a long one, but we've got to get back because there's less light. Mm-hmm. And in the winter, we go out in the afternoon. Uh, do you ever get out of the Sangres locally, over, over to the wet mountains? It's an unexplored area for us, but mm-hmm. we're intending to do Greenhorn Mountain this uh, summer, and that would be from the Rye kind of area. Ah. 
But no, we're not very well acquainted with the wets, and that's um, a big new uh, chapter. It, there's a lot of pretty places over there, so uh, I know you'll enjoy it. So let's let's talk a little bit about the Trails Initiative. Uh, you've recently agreed to head up that initiative. Uh, what appeals to you about this job? I am a little overwhelmed by it because there are so many different ways this could go, and and uh, the ideas that people have are just marvelous. But truly, I am so thrilled with the beauty of this place and with us being right on the edge of wilderness that I would want to do anything possible to help people get out into it. And that would include people who are guests to the valley. I was a guest in 1996, and I'm glad that I've found a way up into the mountains. And I'd like to make that as easy and accessible to people who come here and who would obviously spend their guest dollars here, too. The Trails Initiative is done under the auspices of the Custer County Economic Development Corporation. Do you know what the original catalyst for this initiative was? I'm not absolutely sure, except that we have a master plan that was made in 2004 by a group of concerned people here in the uh, Silvercliff, Westcliff area, and it hasn't been fully implemented. It's been partially imp- implemented, and so the uh, park-to-park trail is part of that. Mm-hmm. But um, either the idea came from that or from something that the Custer County Economic Development Corporation was involved with, with three other counties. They call it Region 13. Mm -hmm. But somewhere in there, the idea became implanted that this would be a good thing for us to pursue in order to apply for a grant for a number of other projects as well, which is called Blueprint 2.0. So what are the main objectives of the group, and what's the time frame It's pretty open-ended. We are dedicated to uh, going after what we would call phase one, which is to figure out what do we have. And we know we've got 200 miles of trails here in Custer County, but where are they? Who maintains them? Are they being maintained and kept up? Is that something that we could be involved in? And then to find a way to better promote what we already have. That's phase one. Mm Mm-hmm. I think most people who are being drawn to this um, possibility are really thrilled about, and then beyond that, phase two. Uh, Because there's a lot of things that could be done with trails, new trails, or hooking together trails, linkages, Mm -hmm. um, the development of that which was not finished from the first trails master plan. All of that becomes possible. But in this first phase, and hopefully within the next year or maybe two years, we could complete that, and then we'll look beyond it. So phase one is more uh, seeing what we have, and the public might expect to see brochures, perhaps, uh, better describing the trails for uh, for guests and, and local folks. Exactly. I think one of the key things for people to be looking for would be new pieces that could be put in the hands of people who are looking for what? what is there to do in the Wet Mountain Valley mm-hmm. or in Custer County. So as it is, I mean, there are certain things you can piece together, but there isn't a great guide that people can pick up and go, oh, well, we could do that one today. Look, right. it's only three miles. Uh, a lot of the trails go up to a lake, so they're out and back on the same trail. Uh, you have the the rare ones, like uh, it's Phantom 
a terrace is Phantom Terrace, uh, yes. Where uh, it's kind of a big loop. So maybe down the road you'd be looking at those sorts of things? I am so thrilled about the possibility. And I have no idea whether the Forest Service would even be amenable to anything like that. But uh, these mountains were made for ridge crossings (laughs) and for doing loops. And there uh, there are a few that you can do at some tremendous effort beyond Phantom Terrace, but um, not a lot. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot more we could do with that. So the Rainbow Trail is a multi-use trail. ATVs, motorcycles, uh, hiking, horseback, uh, bicycles are all uh, fair game on that. When you get up toward the lakes, it becomes just uh, foot traffic and uh, horse traffic, I believe. Is that is that That's correct. correct? In the wilderness area, there is no motorized vehicles and no uh, bicycles that are permitted. And those are all the trails that go up to the lake. So where are the boundaries, mm-hmm. and uh, what d- do we have any kind of control over, and where do we need to have uh, good relationships with organizations, for example, in the state or the federal government, in order to be able to say, uh, can we help with this trail maintenance, or is there something we can do to make your job easier, as well as, is there any give to, or any openness to, for example, opening a new trail? When I think of sort of who's in charge of these things, I think of the the Forest Service as being the the one and only. Is it more complicated than that? Well, I'm not absolutely sure. Mm-hmm. There was a, a meeting that was with a Forest Service agent, uh, Ranger, uh, not too long ago, and I was only able to be there for the first 40 minutes. And I suppose more got talked about in that time. My picture, the picture in my head is that there are a number of agencies with respect to different trails, Mm -hmm. and Bureau of Land Management would be one of those, Forest Service would be one, State of Colorado may have certain thoroughfares or or liens on property. I'm not sure of all of that, but uh, that's one of the things we'll be getting to know. What about trails in town? The original master plan in 2004 laid out, I believe it was five different uh, projects. And the first one was the park to park. And then there were a, a couple others that really had to do with Silvercliff and Westcliff. And they had almost entirely to do with those. And several of those, I don't believe, were ever completed. And so we'll, we'll start there by looking at what do we want to do about those? Mm-hmm. Um, and what would it take for those to be implemented? There is one that runs all the way out to Silvercliff Ranch, and that, of course, is a Silvercliff jurisdiction. That one has not been implemented. And then there was one that would run all the way out Hermit Road all the way to the Rainbow Trail. Hmm. And I don't know that anything was ever done with that. If so, I don't have, I can't find a paper trail on it yet. Mm-hmm. That, that's what's exciting about these kinds of things is there's a lot of possibilities, mm-hmm. uh, only limited by <laughs> dollars and and help and that that sort of yes, thing. But yes. it take it does take planning. What about best practices? I know there's other areas in the states that have put a lot of time and effort into their trail systems and they're quite sophisticated and very well used. Great question. What I'm discovering is that there are towns like Buena Vista, Leadville, Salida, and many others that are light years down the road. And they also seem to be very uh willing to uh, help us in any kind of way possible. So we're not intending to reinvent the wheel. 
uh, wherever it is we can find help, the best practices that others have used and, and discovered maybe even the hard way, we'd like to learn from that. And uh, we're already hearing of other towns that are in this four-county region, Region 13, that have resources that might help us. Plus, that Office of Economic Development for the state is very interested in partnering with us and helping us uh, link up with federal agencies, CDOT, organizations like that that we're going to need to talk to. People move to the Valley for all sorts of different reasons, but one of my personal reasons, one of the things high on the list were the, all the trails. And it's very unusual in this state, I think, in that one can hike up to even someplace close like Lake of the Clouds, kind of an off, on an off day. And if you see a person or two, that's, that's a crowd. Mm. And uh, that's very special. It really is. Nicole and I love a day when we go up high or, or uh, get out on a trail and don't even see anyone. It's astonishing to us because we, we really do love to, to hike with solitude. But we recognize that with the Trails Initiative that more people may be drawn, and that means more people will be blessed by uh, the experience of being in the wilderness, and we're delighted with that. In fact, I want to make sure that I say that we're really committed to all the different uses of trails. Uh, We don't want user groups to be left out. And so the makeup of the steering team, the, um, the, the directions that we go need to be informed by a number of voices. A lot of folks out there are interested in trails, and they very well might be interested in becoming involved with the Trails Initiative. You've got a meeting coming up uh, June 13th, which is right around the corner. It's at 530 at the community room at the library. Who would you like to see there, and what's your agenda? The, the answer to that is a big answer. It's a big question, because... Um, We don't have a steering team formed yet, and that meeting really, more than anything else, is for the formation of that team. For it to work effectively, we think probably eight to ten members representing a a variety of different user groups will need to be involved. And so a process will be used that night in order to winnow down who's going to be on that steering team, and that's going to require quite a bit of commitment. And if a person's not sure that they really want to uh, sacrifice and and pour themselves into this effort, then that's probably not a role for them. But um, anybody who's interested in this whole notion of trails is welcome to come, and is welcome to come really to any meeting. But the steering team will be given priority in terms of basically the floor to be able to talk about things, certainly to vote on anything. So We would love to have anybody interested in trails to come, come and see. And then from that point on, those people who aren't on the steering team may have a place in a subcommittee or a research group or somebody to go out and check some trails out. And we'd love to have them on a a mailing list. That is June 13th, 530 community room of the library. It's the uh, formative meeting for the Trails Initiative. If you're interested in trails, uh, it'd be a great time to get there right when the action starts. Paul, thanks for coming by today and telling us about this, uh, this exciting thing. Gary, thanks so much for inviting me. I'm glad to be able to get word out right now just before we form this thing up. 
My name's Gary, and we've been visiting with Paul Parsons, the new head of the Trails Initiative. This is Valley Views, and we are heading into summer. Make sure you get out and enjoy our trails. It's one of our major resources right here in the Wet Mountain Valley. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m. and again on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Send your ideas and comments to comments at klzr.org. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground. 